When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. I know. That was mine. Hi, 50-ishers. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and just don't give a 50 like us. Trish, we had a gorgeous review from, okay, Thongs Bridge. Is that a place or a person? (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, she's a legend. I'm assuming it's a she about our episode with psychologist Peter Quarry. And she wrote, latest episode was just what this girl needed. So many insights and life-changing lessons. Fears, ageing, regrets and confidence in the future years. Great listen and keep riding the horse. (laughs) LOL. So please, please, thank you. Can I just say, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day other day mm. and she used to sign off her texts all the time lol mm. she thought it meant lots, lots of, of love <laughs> yeah yeah I, I know other people that have mixed that up as well oh so God, I'm going to take it as laugh out loud for this yes, one I think that is but I think that is the correct the writing the yeah. force anyway thank you so much gorgeous girl let's just assume that you are a girl. So please, please take a moment to rate and review our podcast. It helps immensely in the behind the scenes stats world and it acts as a sort of currency that helps us grow and seek sponsorship to cover the production costs of bringing all these wonderful guests to you. So thank you so much for for doing that for us, for taking the time to write in and, if you and rate and review. We thank you in, mm, in anticipation of. Correct, <laughs> correct. Remember to share Don't Give a 50 with your friends as well. Yes, we would so love that. So in the super early days of our podcasting adventure, Trish and I were lucky enough to be interviewed on air by ABC radio broadcaster Sheridan Stewart about the reasons behind starting the podcast and what Don't Give a 50 was all about. And I remember being really excited, a little bit nervous. We were sort of ushered into the studio and because it's all live. It was live. kind of one of those, oh, my gosh, we're really doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is- Somebody's taking it serious. Yeah, like, yeah, and taking an interest in us, yeah, and especially great. on that sort of a platform. So you fast forward just under two years and we were thrilled to be joined by Sheridan to chat about her book, I Am Enough. So not only is she a radio broadcaster, but she is now an author. So she's also a writer, speaker, and as I said, a broadcaster with ABC Radio. She's a former FM radio presenter at Triple M, music journalist and comedy producer. And as I mentioned, she's now an author. Sheridan is currently based here on the Sunshine Coast, which is super lucky for us. And I Am Enough is her first book. She's also currently developing a podcast inspired by her mantra, I have enough, I do enough, I am enough. 
So Trish, the title of her book grabbed my attention being a fan of mindset coach Ben Crow, and he talks a lot about the I'm not enough stories we tell ourselves and how this affects us. So I was intrigued from the outset and she didn't talk about the I am enough stories and in that context. It was very, very different, our chat with her. We were super, super lucky to have her in studio. She's very, very easy to chat to. Yeah, she is really intriguing and her book is intriguing and we don't want to spoil it too much. So please enjoy our chat with Sheridan as much as we did. She is great. Hi, Sheridan. Welcome to Don't Give a 50. It's very nice to see you again. Great to see you girls too. In kind of girls. Ro- role reversal. Really. Yes. I'm happy with <laughs> girls. Tell I'm happy with girls anytime. Yeah, I, I like being called a girl. spell it G-U-R-L-S. Girl. Okay. Okay, girl. It's wonderful to be on the sort of other side of the microphone Yes, we are reversing roles. Exactly. And we love that because... You introduced interviewed us right at the start of yes. this podcasting journey, which was really cool. It was cool. We were so grateful and so excited. Yeah. You were so kind, so thank you. <laughs> On so your radio fun. program. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. And we're really, really happy to have you here with us today to chat about I Am Enough. So your book, I Am Enough, contemplates what it means to have enough, do enough, and ultimately be enough. And the idea began with you setting yourself a 90-day challenge to spend less. So I'm curious, tell me what was happening in your life when you decided to do this. Mm. Where were you at? I was probably overeating, overdrinking, overspending and definitely overworking. Wow, I can't relate to any of those. (laughs) I think a lot of us can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why? We're talking in the COVID restriction years and lockdown years where I'm broadcasting, so I'm working harder than ever, and telling everyone else to jump online and take advantage of this time at home to to do courses and stuff. I did a $999 podcasting course. Well, I didn't do it. I purchased it and I was so busy that it expired. Uh, FYI, oh. don't buy things that expire. If you yeah, spent a thousand dollars on a course, can I just say wow. that is the biggest rort. It certainly the is. The courses that expire, I'm yeah. like, for God's I'm sake, sorry, you've it's made not, the money. Yeah. And it was an evergreen, like it was all pre-recorded and it got delivered in little modules. There should be no harm, no foul. If you buy you that, you should it. own it yeah. for life. So yeah. there's a lot of people doing this model where you've got to rush through something. And so I wrote to them. And the person running it was a former broadcaster, so I thought, she'll understand. So I wrote about my challenging time broadcasting through Black Summer and now the pandemic, and it's really, really busy, and I haven't been able to do this in time. And one of her people that you put between you and the buffer, the the middle person, the buffer comes in with, oh, no, sorry, we can't do that. But for just another $89 a month, I'm out. So, look, that that was perhaps a a more extreme example of a big spend. But I'd come into a small inheritance and I say small it was big to me in yeah. the greater scheme of things yeah it was enough to to be a bit of a game changer around yep. owning a home yep. but it was just sitting in the bank waiting and I was just feeling so generous like I'd I come from that growing up with a, a single mother household from my teen years yes so suddenly I had this money and everyone's interstate and I'm sending flowers left right and center and oh. every charity I stumbled across like it sounds nice it's like oh she's such a nice person that is true but obviously I was getting something out of it I was getting the dopamine hit all that good stuff you're being the person that you always wanted Wanted. to have in your life to be to to be able to be to be able to do that absolutely and of course in those restrictive times the only thing we could do the first things that opened were cafes so I am from the cafe generation obviously in my 50s this is what we do we meet we eat sometimes more than once a day and we certainly don't want to cook (laughs) (laughs) I don't mind it, but I know what you mean. Like sometimes it's just easier and that's how we connect as well. That's it. And that's where we meet each other. That's where we were allowed to go. You'd sit down, take your mask off, have your meal, have your chat, put your mask back on, go again. That's my excuse. But the reality is I've always, even at my broker, spent a lot in cafes and restaurants. It's just what I do. Yep. So meanwhile, I'm starting to complain a little bit and people, the key is often in your complaints. I'm worrying out loud and Mm. my husband who was working 
interstate at the time, so we had big chunks of time apart Part, for each other. We yeah. were a couple of state borders away. He was in South Australia. Oh, I was in Queensland. Tricky. And he's hearing my constant worry, oh, the inheritance is disappearing. And, yeah. And he's like, well. <laughs> and also I'm complaining about putting on weight, right? Yeah. So for the first time mm-hmm. in my adult life, mm-hmm. I'd gotten into what you might describe as a right-sized body. I was the, what my ideal Body was, yes. except of course once mind. I had it, it wasn't good enough, and I wanted to yes. get smaller and smaller uh, and smaller. But okay. anyway, I when I look back, point. I go, oh, yes. comfortable, smallish size twelve, very nice. Isn't very it funny. Happy. We look back mm, at these photos, and yeah. I'm constantly doing it, thinking, oh my gosh, I remember when that photo was taken. Yeah, and I remember mm-hmm. judging myself so harshly when mm. it was taken, and now I look at it and I think, did, oh my gosh, if yes. only, yeah, <laughs> if only, and, and so hard about it. Yeah. So the husband is listening to the complaints, puts two and two together and he goes, well, maybe if you didn't eat out so much. And, of course, that was a big risk. That could have been the end of the relationship. Oh, I've got you know, I was thinking that food. then. I was holding my breath. <laughs> criticise my spending and my food. You are in trouble sometime. Yeah. But- I can do it, but don't you dare start. <laughs> You're meant to just say, it's all right, honey. It makes it's you right. happy. Yeah. <laughs> can I get you another bowl of, another slice <laughs> of cheese, a glass of wine? Anyway, so I'm starting to pile back on this weight that I had spent decades trying to lose and I'd kept Mm. it off for a significant period of time and the money was starting to worry me. It was starting to dwindle and I Mm. wasn't spending it on anything meaningful. Being from my mum, as I said, many years in a single mother household, not my entire life, but partially, like this was kind of it for an inheritance really and Mm. I knew she'd want it to go towards something meaningful Mm. like Especially that yes. generation. Not yes. dinner, another yeah. dinner. And, and sending flowers, which is lovely. It's a lovely gesture, but sending flowers to all these people interstate, which yeah. makes them feel better. But at the end of the day, it's not helping you what service debt or other things yeah. that can mm-hmm. be more helpful in your life, which, as you said, is what your mum would want. Yes. But I think, too, your mum's generation, like my mum's generation, that kind of gift of inheritance, like they were such a frugal generation. They obviously came from the Depression, children of the Depression era. So everything was very frugal and they whittled it away because for them to give you that was such a big thing. And mum always says to me still, oh, Trisha, you just, you're just happy to buy things. I'm like, yeah, yes, yeah, I am. I know. But, My you know, like the they're, yeah. we are the disposable And generation. I'm like, mum, you're, yeah. you're 80. If you want to buy it, we enjoy it. We would prefer you to enjoy it. But When, when we yeah. get something, we barely enjoy it before our eyes are on the next thing. We are in a culture that prompts us to look for more. It's like, you got that now? Now you need this one. So on and on it goes. And so my suggests my husband suggested that I look backwards three months and do a deep dive into what I was spending. Just go through my bank accounts. Uh, I print wow. them out. I get okay. my this highlighter makes me pens. Feel very physically nauseous. Yeah, I, I am <laughs> nauseous <laughs> right now. Right now I'm nauseous. And I categorised things, essential spending, and then looked at the non-essential spending. So that's where, obviously, the food and cafes, restaurants, that was easy to I mentioned to Sheridan before we started recording that I have downloaded her book because thank you very much. It's available in audio and I love it. But during this process, I loved that you colour coordinated it with different (laughs) highlighters. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you almost had me at that point. It was like I was always off to office works for some new fire highlighters. But anything to – any excuse? But yeah, add but, a little colour. Add yeah. a little colour. Kind of make it, it fun. It's, it's like a game. It yeah. is. It is, and it's quite satisfying. So that's when I spotted this spending that I wasn't aware of. So I was aware of the cafes and restaurants. I wasn't particularly aware of the amount of money I was spending online because that was uh, a relatively yeah. new area for me. Yeah. And some of it was just utterly useless. And, utterly and, utterly and when useless. it's late at night and sometimes <clears throat> you buy it and then it turns up a few days later, you went, oh, I, yeah, well, I remember marketers. putting that in the yeah. car, but I didn't actually yeah. they, remember they following through. They spend a fortune, an absolute fortune on psychologists, psychiatrists oh, yes. to to get us to very you know, good to at it. spend, spend, spend. They're very, very good at it. Oh, did so you forget this in know, your cart? <laughs> even when we know better, we're still, there's part of us that is buying into it. So mm. that's where it all began. So I thought, mm. well, I've just looked back three months. How about I look forward three months and think, what would I like to see? 
different. And so I came up with a 90-day challenge. We'll talk about the 90 days and why at some point. And I thought I better keep it simple. One, no cafes and restaurants for 90 days. I know that went down like a lead balloon with my friend. <laughs> Two was What have you done with my friend? We want her back. Yeah. Where is she? Two was no non-essential spending. So there's things that are essential. Yeah. If you've read the chapter on bad undies, you'd probably agree that underwear is essential, but nonetheless I held out and hung on to my bad undies. Then <laughs> We've three... all got the bad undies in the drawer. <laughs> three was the doing part. I was aware and had been aware for years that I was overworking. And I wanted to look at my side in that. I can't change the workplace culture. No one had a gun to my head. Mm-hmm. But I work in an area, well, I think anyone who works in an area where there's a lot of passion has the potential to struggle with boundaries. It's just, yeah. I'll just mm. get this, I'll yeah, just get yeah. this done. Yep. I've got to get this done to make tomorrow easier and on and on it goes. And so I think the key there is never enough. passion. Yeah. So if that person is being really energised and they love their job, then they are going to push and yeah. push and keep working harder and And you get into flow and, and time goes so quickly. I think also with your profession as a broadcaster, it's 24 Seven, well, and, and it's and you're also things are happening, and you have to be relevant about that thing or have you an have opinion to be up or to speed. yeah. And sometimes mm. that that has to happen that day or the next day, yeah. otherwise the story's gone. Like you don't have that grace. So yeah. Yeah. to do it well, it's almost like. And and the term broad in broadcaster, there's not that many of us left. It's a, a dying yeah. breed, so to speak, or a reducing, yeah. a reductive area, mm. but where you have to be across everything from breaking news to changes. And but during the pandemic, that was extreme. Mm. Black summer, very hard to switch off, mm. even though you knew you had colleagues all over the country. You also had friends. Like I've lived in a lot of places, so mm. it seemed that where the most extreme fires were were places I'd either lived in, broadcasted in or had friends in. Mm. So sure it did. was very, very hard to switch off. And this is not abnormal, I think it's called. It's not It's not the same as PTSD, but it's vicarious stress or mm-hmm. vicarious trauma. Oh, yeah. You end up unable to switch off. So that was interesting as well. But even before all of that, I am a driven person and... When I worked in commercial radio and it was music Mm. and fun, that wasn't overly triggered. I was certainly ambitious, but it was very Mm. natural for me. It was very easy. Coming to the ABC where I'd always wanted to work, I took it very seriously. I didn't have a journalistic background Mm. and I I felt like I had to go the extra mile to kind of make up for that. Yeah, right. Even though when I came into it, they said, well, actually, Sheridan, we've got tons of journalists. What we want is what you've got, the warmth, the human connection, those those stories. But then you add natural disasters and everything tilts more towards the news. So I think that kind of, for me, prompts a an overdoing and overworking. So first one, no cafes, no and, cafes restaurants. and restaurants. Yes. Second one, no non-essential spending. Third one, go home from work on time. Guess which one I failed at. Go oh. home from work each yep. time. Yeah. So look, when I look back and everyone goes, oh, wow, you did it amazing. I did, but in there was failure. And when I say failure, I mean we can reframe that. That was the area I had the most to learn in. Mm. So it kind of it hit a point while I was writing the book. So I already had the book contract and we can talk about that if you want because that was exciting. But while I'm trying to write this book and broadcast, we had the floods, the floods of 2022, just awful for mm. our region and other areas. And I had a bout of diverticulosis, which is no fun, something that can happen to people 40 onwards. We've got these little divers in our system and sometimes something gets stuck and it gets inflamed and your whole system shuts down. It really hurts and you can't sleep. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to take tomorrow off. And I got a call saying, Brisbane's flooded. We're going to have to cover the Sunshine Coast and Brisbane tomorrow. And I'm like, okay, I'll battle on. And then first thing in the morning, another call and the Gold Coast, they're flooded and none of the broadcasters can get to the office. No one's there. You have to do it all. And I'm like, fine. And I rise to the challenge. But when I look back, I don't know if it's healthy to put your own health at risk, your own well-being. No. And I ended up really sick towards the end of that week. I'm still chugging along and my stepdaughter was having a baby shower and I thought, well, I'll just go to Sydney. I'll be fine. And it really wasn't till Thursday night, like this all started perhaps the previous Saturday where I'd been in pain and losing, Mm. that I realised actually was running a temperature and putting myself at a much higher risk of something nasty like septicemia. Yeah. Yeah. That thing where your organs 
shut down. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah fun yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. I finally called it and said, I need some time out. Yeah. yeah. And that began a health exploration. But, yeah, that's a that's a long-winded answer. Doesn't no, matter. but it did. We do long-winded yeah, answers. It's oh, a, don't give it 50. We love it. such an interesting story. Yeah, but, and that just that determination, and I've said this before with Mel and I podcasting together, so the third thing that didn't work for you was the going home from work early because that in your mind may have affected other people. Like we can let ourselves down. Our colleagues, absolutely. We can let ourselves down. Mm, but audience. we can't let somebody mm-hmm. else down. Like I get that. Yeah. But it's interesting because if you don't look after yourself, you end up sick That's and then it. you can't and help anyone. And then you have to take more time off. Yeah. And the very thing that makes you good at what you do when it goes too far, so I think I might even start the book with the quote, too much of a good thing is still too much. Yes. Which is, no. I wanted to ask you about that. So you suggest in the chapter titled The Quest, you mentioned that too much of a good thing is still too much and how focusing on what you already have saves time and money. Yeah. So I'm intrigued by this, particularly in relation to time. So can you explain that further? Sure. So when you stop, and, and, and I mean press pause, we're going to pick up again. We are going to spend at some stage, something will entice us into a cafe or restaurant. And I'm not saying anyone should do the same challenges that I did. I'm just saying two or three challenges for mm. 90 days. Pick your triggers. It's long enough to actually make a significant difference mm-hmm. and, and see what emerges. So I knew I could save money. I knew I'd probably lose a bit of weight. I wasn't sure about the, the work thing, but in a culture where everyone's overworking, that probably doesn't mm. help. You get the guilt. Isn't that funny? Yeah. You weren't buying into it from the onset. There was that little bit of... Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, like right there on day one in the book when I talk about the quest, yep. there was already an anxiety that I would not be able to achieve that. There's a nice clear line in the sand. No cafes and restaurants means you don't walk into a cafe or a restaurant. It's very, very clear. Yes. Not right. working overtime, it's nebulous. Like does that mean yeah. if I work through lunch, is that working overtime or am I just going the extra mile because I have to? So, yeah. It, it was, or are you just getting stuff done so you can leave on time? That's right. It's and all it the ways we spin it in our Very, heads. very tricky, yeah. yes. We have very sneaky brains indeed when it comes to keeping us on the path that our neural pathways are used to. They're like, thank you very much. This is the way I go. I know you say you want to change that, but look. And next thing you know, you've just slipped into the into the fast track. Yeah. Yeah. What was the question? The time. <laughs> <laughs> how do you save? Well, it was how do you you have how do you save money and time? But I was interested in the time. Yeah, the time was mm. really interesting. Yeah. So again, my husband, um, <laughs> <laughs> bless him, he knows me so well. There are my complaining. So I've got the book mm. deal. We can talk about that too if you want to. Yeah, I, that you've really said that a couple fun. of times. I'm very well, intrigued. Just, it was such well, an book exciting deal, thing. But well, book deals are hard to get. Apparently, so we are interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So how how did the book deal come about? And okay. then we'll go back to back time. To time. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> how about we just go where my mind wants to go right now? <laughs> oh, my God, that was okay. a bit too hard, that belly laugh. Sorry, Sheridan. the bosses, boss ladies. The book came about from, for me, a cornerstone of my well-being and personal and professional development has always been journaling. So if that goes missing, sooner or later, things okay. are going to get pretty okay. wonky. So what is that practice? Is that daily? Is it morning? Is it nighttime? Is it just every now and again when you feel like you need to download oh, or unload? I'm a kind of or... random sort of woman. Yeah, okay. Ideally, it's in the morning. That does it involve coloured pens again? You know? Yes, it does. <laughs> Do oh, it. Does. Okay. Love. So it is actually you physically writing I or physically are you typing write. no, into I'm a laptop? Write. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. And depending on the show, if, I'm, if I've been in the past working a breakfast show, then I would journal later or not at all. So one of the reasons I don't usually put my hand up for a 3 a.m. start is it messes with yeah. the natural flow for me is mm-hmm. to actually start the day with some form of contemplation, even if it's just a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. But rituals. If I'm working through something or worried about something, then this is usually where I find my answers. Now, there's a caveat. You can tip over into ruminating through mm-hmm. your journaling. Mm-hmm. If you're just writing the same whinging every day, it's like, okay, action time. Mm. Right. What I love Brene I Brown calls it when you unload your shitty first draft. Just get in and write it out exactly how you're thinking it, feeling it, and then sometimes you can look back and go, oh, my gosh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was journaling away and what you're reading, the quest, day one, that is like without a word of a lie, completely unedited. That's just what I wrote. I decided to do the 90-day challenge and to reflect on I have enough, I do enough, I am enough. Leading up to that, I'd been doodling. 
I I am mm, enough. Okay. I have enough. I do enough. I wow. am enough. That sort of mantra was already yep. hanging around me. It started with just the word enough in a nice cursive. Mm. And uh, yeah, I guess my subconscious or my unconscious yeah. mind was trying to get that message through. And then suddenly, mm-hmm. bam, this is what I can do about it. The very next day on air, I was interviewing right at the end of the program. I was doing a morning program that started with all the news of the day and all the local news and then finished with sort of more magazine style format, Mm. which is where I met both of you in Mindful Monday. So in we come and, or it might've been in the podcasting and publishing section of my show on a different day of the week. But on Mondays, I did a Mindful Monday thing to wrap up the program. So it could be an amazing Brendan O'Shea, an amazing mindfulness poet. All sorts of people came in. And this woman who'd written a a book on mindfulness came in and we had this lovely chat. And at the end of it, it was time for me to leave the studio. So she hung around. It turns out she knew a colleague of mine and she said, oh, I hear you're a writer as well. What are you working on? I talked about these novels that I've been working on for years. <laughs> and I said, but I wrote this thing last night and I'd always thought I might write in the genre of self-help, self-development, mm. personal empowerment, whatever you like to, to name it. And it you feels become like a, a guru. Book. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. But it was a contemplation on I have enough, I do enough, I am enough, and I'm going to set my And she said, that is so now. And I said, it kind of feels like a very now thing. She said, absolutely. And we talked about the zeitgeist, to use a big fancy word. And she said, you should pitch that and you should pitch it today and this is who you should pitch it wow. to. Wow. And normally the perfectionist in me goes, no, I'm going to write it. I'm going to agonise over every word. Mm. And mm. by the time I'm in, in, we're near halfway finished, someone on the other side of the world, Brené Brown, who <laughs> We'll bring out a book with the same title or something really similar and I'll think, oh, now I can't do it because that famous person or someone else has already done it, blah, blah, blah. There's, I'm not the only person working in this field, not the only person talking about it. Isn't it funny because when the name of your book, I go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that this isn't already here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that's meant to be. It is in slightly different forms and everyone has a different voice as as a writer. You could have a podcast about women in their 50s being done on the other side of the world. It's not going to be the Mm. same as Mel and Trish. It's just not. You know, it's your voice. So she was really insistent. It would be a better story if I just did what I was told. But, of course, I wrote a little bit more and I ended up submitting three chapters. And these chapters were like a page, a page and a half. And one was half a page. So it was tiny. We're talking a three-page submission, a paragraph pitch and a paragraph (laughs) microbio on who I was. Yep. And I did send it to that particular publisher. I also sent it to two other publishers. Mm -hmm. So I send it off to London to the publisher that this fabulous writer suggested. I go and make a coffee. I get back. There's already a response. Wow. Goosebumps. And the woman said, I, and I'll never forget this. First, it was passed from colleague to colleague to get to the right imprint, which is the different printers that come under the, the. umbrella of the the major publisher, Mm -hmm. which was Quarto, got to the right person and she wrote saying, Sheridan, I had a million things to do today, but when I saw the title of your book and read your pitch, I had to stop and read the chapters. I love your writing. Can we talk? Do you have more? And I'm thinking, I haven't got any more. (laughs) Yes, of course I do. When do you want it? (laughs) And so feeling that confidence, I pitched to the other two and they Lo and behold, all within 24 oh, hours. Of oh, wow. So, and the other two were publishers that don't normally take unsolicited work. So I knew you that, yes, something. I'm onto something. Mm. It feels like now, plus everyone I mentioned, this whole concept of contemplating, I have enough, I do enough, and they go, oh, I need to read that. Yeah. So mm. then I needed to write it. I did mm. end up going with the original publisher. Yes, okay, in London. Yep, mm-hmm. because of the lovely, lovely communication and also, quite frankly, the focus was international and I thought, mm. yeah, yeah this, this is something yeah. that certainly in the Western world at least yeah. is going to resonate beyond Australia. Mm. Well, happy for you because... Then I had to write the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know that's that would yeah. be a daunting like prospect looking at that. But we so often hear of the struggle of authors to find that publisher, mm. and some go down the self-publishing path as well. But yeah, great what work. I love is that was just kind of. T- 
textbook what we talk about in the getting right quiet, right listening mm-hmm. to your yeah. inner voice. It has come to you. Take action before you leave the scene of a goal and you'll manifest it. It's like, oh, my gosh, she just yeah. did that whole journey. Yeah. And, and, and when, the, when yeah. the energy is there, like I'd written in this genre before and I looked at my work and I thought I speak better than I write. So it wasn't mm. until I wrote in my own voice. Yes. Like, Very yeah. good. Before that it was all, I guess, I, I had the model of all the authors before me who were usually psychologists or they had some sort yes. of expertise. Yes. And there was I doing the whole life experience. So buddy, overthinking it. And once again, yeah. when you first came into the broadcasting, not as a journalist but from commercial radio, overthinking that you needed to be more serious. Or you'll need, yeah, right. we do it, don't That's we? Right. We do get it in our heads. so much. And also when the environment around us changes, if it's no longer a good fit, having the courage to move out or step back. I've stepped back. I'm just working two days a week with the ABC at the moment. There's a long story behind that, which if you read the book, you'll you'll get the blow by. You'll get to know me far better than yourself or anybody else in your life, I promise. And a lot of people have said, like, that's so brave. It's just how it came out. And by the time I stopped and thought, oh, my God, what are people going to think? It was already with, was the horse had bolted. Mm. And it's good to not overthink sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Because as you said before, if you had done that, then somebody else would have grabbed it. Of Someone else on the other side of the world would have grabbed yeah. the oh, idea. Well, that's my idea. <laughs> and it's not How that, many times have we said that? It's not oh, that yes. other other people won't grab it because it is of its time. Yeah. yeah. We are multiple generations now of people who are spending too much, doing too much and mm. don't feel like we are enough. So mm. it speaks and it can be spoken by different people in their own story and their own way. So that's going to happen with a, a topic that is really timely. But what I would have done is assume that 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 meant I couldn't do it. Whereas now it's like if someone's doing something similar, it's like good on them. I'm just going to row my own boat in my own lane. Mm -hmm. Rowing reference, I... Listen to your Lisa, Lisa Curry interview. Oh, yeah. Outriggers from my back, Joe. Yep. So in my own lane, doing my own thing and trusting that that overflow, where we overlap, where yeah. us authors or podcasters or broadcasters overlap is because a lot of people need that message yeah. and it comes to them in different ways. Someone might walk past my book. How could they? The cover is so good. Mm-hmm. Can't take any responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. It was actually a, an Aussie artist that did the oh. cover. It just jumps out. And there it was. Mm. I was chatting to a bloke up at Woodfordia, one of the volunteers for the Woodford Folk Festival who does the build. And he said, oh, I've seen your book. I saw it at the airport and I read the title and I just walked off with a spring in my step going, I am enough. And I'm like, God, he didn't even have to buy the book. He just had to yeah. read the title. And, and, and it made made a difference. Mm. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. It would have yeah. been nice if he bought the book, but yeah, it was nice. Yeah, true. <laughs> and I must say, I'm a sucker for beautiful cover work. Yeah. Gets me in. And this I'm was very so visual. simple. I was expecting something far more because I've got a sort of artsy background, far more illustrative. And when it came with that beautiful sort of coming towards you, I have enough, I do enough, I am enough in mm. both in size and colour, getting stronger and stronger till that final message, I just went, wow, genius. Sure. Now, can I be really selfish and yeah, go back to it. my original question from about sure, 10 sorry. minutes ago yeah, about the time? time. <laughs> I just need to remind everybody that I have not forgotten that. Yeah, well done. Thank you. Okay, so time back to the yeah. husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm complaining about lack of time to write because I'm not mm. only trying to bring this book in on time, I've got a million things in my head and I've still got novels that I'm working on. Yep. And he said, well, you'd probably have more time if you weren't on the phone so much. Massive mm. risk. I have moved around the country. Most of my relationships are cemented on the telephone. Mm. I'm a broadcaster. I talk for a living. Mm. Again, you can feel the blood boiling. Oh, but yeah. again, I thought, oh, why is it stinging? It's stinging because it's true. Mm. Yeah. So I actually did a time audit. Okay. And the amount of time I was spending on the phone was extreme. And I looked at where that was valuable and where a text might have done or where the relationships might have been a bit one way where mm. I'd become the the person who, and I'd often instigate the calls. Well, I you and I spoke on the phone deep sense that of day before this when I was mm-hmm. driving home from Brisbane. We had a great chat. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. no. if you're like Pavlov's dog, every time yeah. the phone rings or a notification or a text pops up and you can't go, oh, hang on, I'm in the middle of writing now. Ah, in the yes, of the that ding. I leave my phone yeah. and I know some broadcasters keep their phone with them and they can multi-skill good on them. Mm. I leave mine out because I want to look you in the eye when I'm speaking to you, if I can, and even harder if not. And again, during the pandemic and often because we are often speaking to people who are out unable to physically get to us, particularly in regional radio. When I've worked metro, everyone comes to you. When you go regional, you've kind of got to go to them or Mm. be able to utilise Zoom or the telephone or whatever it is. You're using all these different ways of communicating. You haven't got the eye contact. So more important than ever to really listen and be able to go beyond those basic questions that you've prepped for your interview. You want to to lean in and go, oh, here's that little bit of magic that that can't happen until you're live with that person. Mm-hmm. So I did the time audit and it was shocking. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like what I was spending. Mm. And look, I'm not someone who shops a lot. Yep. I'm, I wouldn't have thought of myself as somebody who wastes a lot of time, but I looked at how can I give my friends and the people in my life and my job quality rather than quantity? Where can I cut back? And I cut back significantly after just a one-week audit. Wow. And for other people, it might be time wasting on streaming services. It's one thing to relax with an episode or two at the end of the day, another thing to binge watch. <laughs> to your Melinda's life giving away. me a bit of side eye here for everyone. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> I just know you well, Trish. <laughs> it can be fun, it can yeah. be a relief, it can be a form of entertainment, but. If it's just, again, that Pavlovian or just the easy get instead of something Mm. that's going to give you a little Mm. more quality. And I looked into how I was spending my time with the whole concept of the 90 days without spending money and without spending money. (laughs) How was I going to connect with other people and fill my time? And there was so much. There was so much. I already had art supplies I hadn't used, books I hadn't finished writing, services I wasn't even using, Mm. little and the $999 podcasting course that oh, I never yes. got to do. Yes. I think I might have a few courses in my inbox think, that I need to just double yeah. check that they don't And it turns out I'm not the only one. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Do you think mm. it's easier to, like when you've sort of imposed this sort of challenge on yourself to stick to those, so you've audited yourself and you've made the decisions on how to better use your time, is that easier when you're in like a challenge Absolutely. environment? Absolutely. So once the 90 days was gone... Yeah. Then, uh-huh. <laughs> like you were saying before, like you press pause, but it's pause only. So you're not saying, okay, this is it forever. No, not at all. So is it a slippery slide? Uh, it can be. And mm. towards the end of the book, I talk about how to celebrate without necessarily celebrating in the, it's like celebrating, like when people have a cheat day on a diet or celebrating getting to a certain weight loss goal by going out and eating six pizzas and chugging mm. through a few bottles of wine. It's counterintuitive. Mm. So it's like, what have what have I learnt during my 90-day challenge? What do I want to keep hold of? Perhaps instead of going to cafes and restaurants every day, I just want to go once a week or yep. on a special occasion. So the invitation after 90 days, which is a whole season. Yeah. So there's a whole lot of research around the fact that habit change when they say do this in seven days or even 30 days. No, that's really rare. Yeah. So the average time it takes to change a challenge, if my memory serves me correctly, and there's people who've written on this far more extensively myself, like James Clear, what a cool oh, name yeah. for somebody who writes. On yeah, I know. Habit habits. Atomic yeah. Habits. Atomic Habits, book. yeah. I think the average is sort of 66 days or something. So I thought 90 kind of Rounds stretches it up. out, yeah, stretches out, it out a little bit, covers well those truly. of us that are slow learners. Yeah. And it's, as I said, it's about pressing pause and, and pressing pause for long enough. If you just do something for a week or a weekend, or you might have an epiphany. It's like reading a great book or watching a TED talk and you go, oh, I've had the epiphany. And then you just expect yourself to magically change. And next thing you watch it again in six months going, oh, that's right. That was really good. I never did that. Or it didn't take Take hold. So 90 mm. days. And if you look in nature, life's meant to change in 90 days. Mm. 
Spring is different to autumn, is different to winter, is different to summer. We are meant to change. We are meant to grow. We are meant to evolve. We are meant to age. Another topic for another time in my next book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we well, are meant to mature. Well, we talk about that. Yeah. Like Trisha yeah. and I define ourselves as pro-aging. Uh-huh. So, absolutely. That's, I, that's yeah. the goal. Yeah. The goal well, that's is the privilege. to age. Yeah, isn't absolutely. It? That yeah. is the privilege. Yeah. We've probably the all lost The flip side someone. of that coin isn't great. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. No, exactly. no, no. And the book is dedicated to my friend Mel who, was mm. also a broadcaster who, by the time she found out she had cancer, it was already at stage four, so terminal cancer, Yeah, and then developed motor neurone disease. Oh, oh, yeah. So throughout this book, I reflect mm. on Mel, who was always a lovely person, but she became extraordinary in facing yeah. that time limit and how she used that time. She said, I'm terminally happy. I mean, who, who says that? Yeah. She said, I've always wanted a time where I can just simply stop and be. And that's what it took. Mm. So there's, wow. she, yeah. she was incredible. What an amazing profound. learning. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. And wow. Yeah. So alongside <clears throat> these personal stories that illustrate the concept of 90 day challenge and yep. I have enough, I do enough, I am enough, there's my personal stories. Some of them are quirky, some of them are funny, some of them are silly, some of them are painful. Yeah. And then there's the people who inspire me, like Mel's story. And she gave me permission. To, to to include her story, story in the book. Yeah. And what a lovely well, legacy. Wonderful mm. person to have in your life. Yeah. Before she passed, we we recorded. So that will oh, yeah. oh, come nice. up in the podcast. Yeah, at yeah some that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah and which that's is there amazing forever. to actually have and to go a little a little bit of what I can do in the world is keep her inspiration and message alive. So or keep it with us. Keep that's it top beautiful, of mind. Sheridan. Yeah. Mm. We have more of Sheridan's amazing story after this break. So, 50s Tribe, let us tell you about one of our little favourite shopping haunts. Sweet Charlotte Studio. So, they have two standalone stores on the Sunshine Coast. However, they have a really large online store. And this is important for all our 50-ishers who don't live on the sunny coast yes, and can't access. Like me. If you live remote <laughs> like me, it's very handy. The website itself is so easy to navigate and you may even recognise some of the models when you go on there. Yes, because Trish and I are on there quite <laughs> a lot, which is just an absolute thrill to do that. So yeah, if you jump online, you will see us. Staff are super helpful. So if you are shopping online, you can always give them a call or reach out. Also, they have Heaps of natural fibres, linens and silks and gorgeous relaxed styles that I absolutely love. Visit their website, sweetcharlottestudio.com.au to get 10% off your first order. Enter the code DGAF10. That's DGAF in capitals, 10. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Sheridan, in the book, when I'm listening, you use affirmations. I do. Quite a lot. So do you find them really powerful? I think a lot of people go, mm. Like is that yeah, a bit look, of bullshit or what? Fair enough, fair enough. They what, can what's be, your thoughts? They can be total BS, seriously. And so I've got a chapter. I wanted to write a whole book with this title, Affirmations, Why They Don't Work and How They Can. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I love the idea, but when we make an affirmation that is a fantasy, we're not stupid. Even <laughs> if we're trying to convince ourselves, there's a part of us that goes, just rolls their eyes. Yeah, there's yeah. an inner voice goes, yeah, it's <laughs> rubbish. You're not going to do that. <laughs> Who you're going to eat I the, feel seen, Gerardin. I feel seen. Mm. <laughs> you're not going to be able to keep that up. So I go through this fairly extensive exercise. It took me quite a while to work out that with areas where 
I know better, but I recognize that lack of willingness. I don't have to just go back to willingness. I have to go all the way back to, okay, well, what if I became willing to become willing? Like strip it right back. So this was really embarrassing. I looked back over some old journals, like, and they were from my 20s and 30s and 40s. It was always like, I'm a perfect size 12. Oh, well, that, but that's, that's <laughs> you're following the, the guideline. Yeah. Talk yeah. about it in, in the, the present. present. Uh, and I'm a millionaire and a best selling author. Well, maybe we'll get there. Um, <laughs> Baby, baby. But what I did is I, I worked it until it became believable and it was still in the now. So my affirmation, which I've had to re-pick up because life triggered some overeating and over, not so much overspending, but some some stress, which my go-to is a bit of a, a comfort eater. So coming out the end of all of this, still not perfect, hello, felt even more important to write about that. At the end of the book, I write about, look, these some things have improved. Some of them are still a work in progress. You know? Like they just take what they take. And our big life lessons, even 90 days, is not enough to just magically become a whole different person. And should no. we? Should we? Perhaps not. Mm. Perhaps there's somewhere between this ideal and where we are, which is called acceptance. Mm. And yes, All the parts of us. We improve our health and well-being and our finances and our creativity, but we, we embrace everything and just go, this has been part of my journey. So what was, what was the actual question? <laughs> now that I'm on a roll. <laughs> just about the affirmation. and, oh, and the affirmation. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the one that sat best with me, and I'll see if I can remember it, I still write it most days, which is today – I choose the foods, thoughts, and actions that enable a right-sized body, excellent sleep, enhanced energy, and inspired creativity. And so it is. So it's recognising that journey today. What's the thing I can do today? I can make better choices or make Mm. choices that are in line with that. And if Mm. I don't, I can forgive myself or I can say, hey, I did that for six days, day seven, pizza. Whatever it is. Not recommending that, by the way, if you are on a weight loss trajectory, it will slow you down, but then maybe slow is okay. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't all have to happen overnight. Mm. So I, at the end of the 90-day challenge, came through all of that, wrote the book, all sorts of things happened during that process where they the publisher got a new CEO and the lovely person I was working with vanished and all sorts of stuff. They were still ultimately great publishers to work with, but we were under a very different timeline, which is why someone else is reading the audiobook. I'm not match fit on a long, perfect read where you don't make mistakes and Mm. there wasn't time for me to develop that fast enough. I talk underwater in this natural format, but when you're reading a book, it has to be word perfect. I didn't even think, I didn't even think until then... Gee, that's odd that Sheridan's not reading that because she's got oh, such a beautiful voice. Lots of people voice. have. It's like, why yeah. haven't you done that? You're a broadcaster. And it's like there's a Time. long answer and lots yeah. of different reasons for it, but mm. what I call a perfect storm. And it comes down to to get it done in time and get it done well and meet the publishing deadlines, we went with someone else and she's fantastic. Mm, she she is. a great job. Yeah, she's, she's great, great to job. listen to. Very similar to me mm. vocally, which is nice, and an Aussie, which is nice. Yeah. That mm-hmm. would have been weird. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen a couple of reviews of books. It's like, why has this been read in an American accent? And it's like, I think Americans have enough of a fondness for us here down under that they'll cope. They'll cope. They will cope. <laughs> They will. Yeah, so that's the affirmation. It's realistic. It's something that's actionable in the now, but it still acknowledges the goal. Mm. It's like, yeah, of course I want to be in my right size body and of course I want to sleep really well and have more energy and all the things that making those choices will bring about, but I'm not them. If I say I am now this, yeah. I'm just, there's going to be 90% mm. of me that goes, oh, yeah. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, your subconscious is going, mm-hmm. your bullshit detector. Exactly. As exactly. you talk about. Yeah. And once again, us Aussies have a very high one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's very on most there, of the time. There are people, a very small handful of people, where those big audacious goals work for them. Yes. It's usually a certain time in life and, again, the opposite of a perfect storm, which normally describes a whole heap of things coming together to make a negative event. If they were to look back in their life, they'd probably go, oh, all these stars were aligning for whatever reason. But it's, it's unless you're Anthony Robbins and somehow kind of like just live like that, yep. uh, most people can't do it. Mm, and most yes, people yes. are taking with them a lifetime of 
different challenges. Most people are taking with them the influences of their friends, their family, their workplace, the culture that they're in. It's not easy to change. It's possible, no. but it's not easy. It's not and easy. And I don't recommend 100% change. You are you. Yeah, yep, yep. There's yep. beauty in that. Mm. Absolutely. So in hindsight, yes. if you were to do a similar challenge again, yes. what would your pillars of change be, do you think? I think it would depend on when I was doing it. So we're recording this right at the end of winter. By the time people are listening to this in Australia, at least, it'll be the beginning of winter. And I'm setting myself a winter physical challenge because I feel ready for it. But I did try to do another challenge and I was kind of a bit vague. So book two, (laughs) (laughs) if there is to be a book two, will be about, well, and, and someone asked me this at a book launch and I thought it was a really poignant question. What do you do when you can't stick your own challenge? And so yeah. I dig deep into that and the difference between a redo and a reset and yeah. how with compassion we can redefine our goals and make them doable. Yeah. I think the key to my first challenge, and remember I only succeeded in two out of the three, three being where I had the most to learn, Yeah. but was the simplicity of it. They were very clear and mm. I was either going to do them or not. Yep. When I tried again and made it this kind of, oh, I could do this and I could increase this in increments and I made it all fiddly and fussy, yeah. I kept forgetting what I was doing. I forgot what my yeah. challenge was, yeah. whereas there was yeah. no way I was going to forget. No cafes and restaurants, no, it's yeah. not essential. Yeah. It's nice and simple. Go home from work on time. Keep it simple. Yeah. Don't do, if you are going to do a challenge of any sort, don't do more than three, between one and three. Yeah, you know? yeah. Two gives you a bit of wriggle room. I think it's nice to, mm-hmm. especially if one is particularly hard or you feel like you're failing, make sure you've got the right support. Be selective about who you tell because some people will unintentionally bring you undone Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and get yourself set up to succeed. And we can talk more about that another time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's all part of where you say your challenge, your rules. Is that right? Your challenge, your rules. Yeah. Yeah. Other people might do it incredibly different. So I'm not suggesting everyone uses the same three as me. It's funny how many people have contacted me and said, oh, well, catch up. Oh, I can bring a thermos. It's like, oh, that 90 days, (laughs) 18 months ago, I'm allowed to have coffee in a cafe now. But thank you. Yeah, right. Thank you for being considerate and offering this Yeah, that's super sweet. Yeah, it is. It's really lovely. So I'm in the middle of defining a challenge for myself, which I'm just going to focus on the physical because that's what often gives me the energy. Yep. If I improve my sleep quality and my my physical Mm. energy and my nutrition, that gives me the energy and other things. I'm pretty motivated anyway. Yeah. 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 No, I totally relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I do too. So the the Your Challenge, Your Rules is really good because just to to follow a prescriptive program is not going – like a one-size-fits-all, it's not going to suit a lot of people. You have to come up with the areas that you need. To have a look at the things that are leeching your time. So if you're playing a bubble shooter or one of these solitaire or something, you you can see me. Candy Crush. Candy Crush, (laughs) whatever. Now, there may be no harm in that if you're just doing a little bit of it and it gives you a little bit of relief in between meetings or whatever. But if you're seeing hours going Mm -hmm. down the drain Mm -hmm. and you'd rather do that than talk to your best friend or make love or look after yourself, then maybe... Having a break from Candy Crush is your thing. Yeah, yeah right. Or yeah. If, yep. if you're not as all or nothing as I, you might go 40 minutes a day or whatever it is. Yep. So look at what's what's not working for you and then with great self-compassion how you can change it. And it's only 90 days. Yeah. And look, the, the brief is if you happen to slip, just get straight back on the horse. If you overthink it, it'll be like me with the, the writing. If I'd yes. overthought putting that pitch in yep. to the publisher's ASAP, I would have overthunk it and is that a word yeah. even? Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it works is, for me. It is on here. <laughs> Who would have thunk? Who would have thunk it? And I'd mm. still be thinking about it and resenting the fact that yeah. other people have come up with books of similar Yeah, guilt. well done. Yeah, yeah. I really find it interesting fascinating and and such a a rollicking going along with you on that journey. And I can relate to so many things in that because I too tend to comfort eat and I too do like to spend. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Yeah, most definitely. And there is so much good stuff that is free. 
so much good stuff. Yeah. Have you been to a library lately? Oh, my God. Yeah. They have podcasting studios. They have. I know. You can take 65 books out. I mean, who would? Unless you use it as a form of bodybuilding or something. <laughs> mm. 65 books. They've got audio books. Like, they've got all of this great mm. free stuff. They do courses that are free or close to free. The short mm. ones are always free. It always mm. amazes amazing. me when yeah. I travel as well. And I think of all the beautiful places that we live in that we don't go and see near us. But when you mm. travel, you're motivated to do a bit of sightseeing and go around where you are. And yet people will come to see you because I, I live in... Remotely. Remotely <laughs> in the Lockyer Valley. And there's some beautiful like scenic trails and whatnot that I've never done. And people have come and stayed with me to spe- <laughs> specifically <laughs> that do word, those trails. Do them. Yep. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's, it's just allowing yourself like, yeah, that time. Heard, they're really yeah. cool. Absolutely. Mm. And also that you you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater if there is something that's working for you. Like I have a $25 a week membership to a place that has float tanks. Yep. Now, normally you book one of those, it's like 80 bucks minimum. It's an expensive uh, form of meditation. I love it. I worked in float tank centres in my youth. (laughs) And these guys had this kind of word of mouth membership that, and it's like, that is really good value for me. 100%. I totally agree with you. It's working for you. Radio program. That's going to be the best recovery. $25 a week. I make good use of it. If I miss it, I'm like, well, thank you. I'm already getting good deals. So yeah, Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And if I miss it for a longer period, I just sort of say to them, hey, I forgot to pause my membership. Do you mind if I do a couple this week? I've got a big week and they're always fine. So if there's something Mm. that's working for you, because when Mm. I said get rid of any memberships and subscriptions, like that's that's nearly as bad as not going to cafes. (gasps) You see people contract and it's like it doesn't have to be all of them. If there's something that is working for you. But Mm. by clarifying it and kind of decluttering your life literally, Mm. you don't feel guilty, this kind of overall wishy-washy, guilty, I'm not good enough, I'm not doing enough because you've got all these things that are sitting there dormant. You're just clarifying it and focusing on what you have got, what you can use, what you can do. And sooner or later, hopefully you'll realise that you are enough. That is a perfect sort of way to like segue. Yeah, segue. (laughs) We're going to ask you our wrap-up question. (gasps) Wrap-up question. Yeah. Do you love a wrap-up question? Especially if it's super quirky and nothing to do with anything we've talked about so far? I guess because I ask it every week, I don't I wouldn't define it as super quirky. So okay. sorry about that. It might That's actually right. disappoint you, but here we go anyway. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm easy, please. <laughs> I actually think oh Trish and I think you're gonna nail this, but if you could go back in time, what would the fiftyish Sheridan tell her twentyish self? Oh god, now I've got share. If I could turn hang <laughs> in my head. Please just sing it. I love it. <laughs> I, I would say, hey, it's okay. You are okay. You are enough. I heard this, this great meme. I didn't hear it. I saw it. It's, it's in my head. And again, James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, he, he dropped this meme a week or two ago. And it was, if someone else was to take over your life tomorrow, take charge of your life, what's the one thing they'd change? So it's always Mm -hmm. the one thing that you don't want to hear. We all know what it is, whatever it is for each of us, we know. Mm. But I went, what? I'm just going to balance that out and I'm just going to look at my life overall from the perspective of this person who gets to come in and take charge of my life. And I went, wow, this chick's pretty awesome. Like, yeah. here she is. She's now in her mm-hmm. 50s. She's, done she's got that really international cool book deal that yeah. she dreamt about as uh, as a 20-something. She has lost weight at times, gained them at others, learnt a lot from it. She's yeah. got all these great things in her life, these great people. She's had a, a, an amazing career. Yeah. Instead of looking at all the things that were wrong, yeah. it's like, yep, there's the one thing I'd change yes. if I was someone else stepping yeah. in. Yeah. However, I'd be pretty pleased with being tasked that let's, let's yeah. help share and get to the next level. Yeah, yes. good. I'd be pretty pleased if I was like an oversoul or a higher soul or an angel or whatever mm. you wanted. One of the masters. One of the masters, yeah. If I was one of those, I would be pretty pleased to be tasked with mm. what's the one thing I'd change for Sheridan to mm. to get her fast-tracked or or just believing that she is enough. It was really nice. It was it was interesting to step outside of myself and go, yep, don't worry about that dreadful furrow. A fringe will fix that. Don't worry about <laughs> Botox. Just sort yourself out. I went and got a haircut. <clears throat> you do it your nice way. Simple. Yep, you mm. do you. 
Yeah. Mm. I'm actually considering getting a fringe myself, Trish. Hey, so bangs yeah, down. Bangs. Yeah, going back to bangs. Them. She bangs, yeah. she bangs, she bangs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a song. It's all a song. I know, like I'm a human jukebox. You would not believe oh, the amount that. of songs that go through my mind in any oh, given conversation. Oh, you'll have to Just come imagine. to one of the Gordon's trivia conversations, sure, music I mean, trivia. They get quite fierce. <laughs> That's it from us today. If you would like to know more about today's amazing guest, Sheridan Stewart, and how to get your hands on her book, I Am Enough, we put links in our show notes to her socials and her website. Let us know if you take Sheridan's challenge too. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to stay in touch. Follow us on Instagram at don'tgiver50 or email us at hello at don'tgiver50.com.au. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to discuss or if you would like to put yourself or someone forward to be a guest, go to our website at don'tgiver50.com.au. And while you're there, sign up to be part of our 50-ish tribe. Remember, gorgeous 50-ishers, life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age and living and aging is an absolute privilege and just being awesome is our right and you are enough you are enough you are enough thank you anything else exactly If I could turn Hang <laughs> in my head Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 